0: Good morning, church. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you to those who are watching live stream. I know we have some from Ireland, some from uh, 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 Greece, from Turkey. Uh, So uh, I shouldn't have said Turkey. All you just started thinking about lunch, didn't you? So we got people all over the world uh, tuning in live stream. We thank you for doing that, too. Turn your Bibles to Second Kings chapter five. We're going to talk about a story here. Uh, uh, the title of this uh, uh, particular lesson is Let's Go to the River, Things You Do in the Summer, right? And so I, it was always fun going to the river uh, during the summertime. We've got kind of a river story here out of 2 Kings 5 with a uh, man named Naaman. And so uh, I want to just uh, read a little bit of this story uh, through and uh, uh, kind of get the idea what's behind it and share a few things out of that today with you. Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Aram, a great man in sight of his master, highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. He had all these good things going on, success, but he has leprosy. He has something he can't do anything about. Now the bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel. And she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter he took to the king of Israel read, with this letter I'm sending my servant Naaman to you so that you you may cure him of his leprosy. And as soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God? Can I kill or bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him the message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and 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 he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and his chariots. And stopped at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you'll be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry, and he said, I thought that he would surely come out to me, stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the waters of Israel? Could not wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you have done it? How much more then when he tells you, Wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean, like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world. Except in Israel, please accept now a gift from your servant. A simple story. He gets a simple command and yet he has such difficulty with it. Now this guy was successful. He's highly regarded. And and, and yet the message that he had for his herd was there. He almost had a difficult time obeying God. The first thing i realized out of this story is that there is a simple maiden who is going to share her faith with this guy. Now remember, she's taken captive as a young woman. But when she was taken captive, even though she was in a difficult circumstance, look, she could have said, she could have been mad at God. She could have been feeling sorry for herself. She could have been saying, look at all the things that's happened in my life. Instead, when she left her country, she took her faith with her. And then she was ready to tell others about the power of God. You remember when you left home the first time? I mean, you probably weren't forced, right? Like this. But you left home for the first time? Boy, I remember I uh, headed off to college. I loaded up everything I owned in the backseat of the big old Ford uh, that my dad had and made me give back to him when I got married. You know, it wasn't my car. But I got to use it. Put all my stuff in the back seat and I was ready to go off to college, you know. My dad was at the end of the driveway. He's shaking my hand saying, yeah, it's time to go, you know, go on. And My mom was standing there at the end of the driveway crying, you know, my son's leaving home. And, 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 and I was just about to tear it up, you know, and I headed out and drove all the way, 45 miles to Jonesburg. <laughs> but you'd have thought it was 10,000, Right. I'm so grateful for those in my church family when I was a kid that planted the seed of, of God and His Word in my heart and life. Even though I wasn't living right at the time, I, 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 it gave me something to come back to when, and somebody, people to encourage me to turn around. Some of you are leaving home, you've just graduated, you're getting ready to take off. Take your faith with you to the place you go. Cause you've got a word of power for someone who needs it, their life's broken, and they're waiting to hear from you. I just moved uh, Kristen to, to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, a foreign land. And I'm, I'm proud of her and Josh for a number of reasons. I'm proud of the graduation. I'm proud of those accomplishments and those things. But the, most, the thing I'm proud of most of is that she's taking her faith with her where she goes. That's the thing to be proud of for your kids, right? So, guys, when you go into a situation, rather what's a difficult circumstance that you find yourself in whether it's a job that you're you're struggling with or whatever your circumstance you're going through this week, take your faith with you and remember you've got a word for someone's life that's broken and that's sick and you can tell them about the power of God to change their life. That's what you have to give. Now, this is interesting that this girl tells them that this man of God can heal your leprosy. Now, here's why. Here's a little part of the story you may not know. Uh, uh, in, in the book of Luke, it says something about this story. Jeremy, would you, where are you at? Would you read that verse I, ask you, that I asked you? Did I ask you, Jeremy, or somebody else? And there were many Israel with liberty in the time of the prophet, yet not one of them was clean, only names That's well, almost like having a voice from above, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Did you get that? Now remember, this is the context where Jesus said of prophet's without honor in his own country. During this time of Elisha, there were a lot of people who had leprosy in Israel, but not one of them had been healed. She hadn't seen any of them be healed of leprosy. The only exception was one that was outside of Israel who comes to Elisha, Naaman. And he gets healed. She sends him, this man Naaman, To the prophet of God. A simple maiden's faith made all the difference in the world. Now, now this simple message that came all of a sudden was made hard, though. He came with false expectations about what would happen. He's a pretty well-known man. He's successful. And when he comes, he's expecting the prophet to come out and do some great thing and wave his hand over him and have a great event to cleanse him. But that doesn't happen. Elisha simply turns to his... Inside the house says to his servant, Hey, go out there and tell that guy to dip seven times in the Jordan. The servant comes out and tells him. This guy had false expectations of what was happening. And then his pride got in the way. He's like, Are you kidding me? The Jordan... And then he uses uses human logic, which is a bad thing, because he said, There are better rivers than that. Look at these two other rivers. They're a lot cleaner than that. And so he has his false expectation, he has his pride. Matter of fact, the Bible says he even raged, he got angry and mad about it. He made a very simple thing very hard. We're kind of like that ourselves sometime, aren't we? But he had some folks to help him make this simple message easy. He had some great encouragement. even for, Now, you've got to say a lot of things about Naaman. Here's one thing you've got to say. Even in his pride or his anger, it didn't last long. Look, he was willing to take a message from his servant girl. Now he's willing to take encouragement and a message from his attendants, his servants that are traveling with him. So even though he had pride for a moment, he still humbled himself and listened to him. And the, you need good people around you and be able to listen to him. And they told him, said, look... If he had told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done that? Then what about just doing the simple thing he told you to do? How difficult is that? Go dip seven times in the River Jordan. And he obeyed that simple command. And the results was healing. The result was a declaration that God is the only God in Israel. The result was gratitude. I mean, all of these kinds of things start taking place. Now think about it. He goes there and he dips seven times. Can you imagine? By the way, he dips once, he dips twice, three times. Probably about that fifth or sixth time he's looking at that arm or whatever saying, oh, I don't know if this is working or not, right? He dips seven times. That seventh time he comes up out of the water and he's cleansed. It says that his skin was like the skin of a young boy. Youth, I, I bet you when the story got out the next day, there were women dipping their wrinkles in the Jordan. There was men over there. I mean, you know, they're making some kind of cream out of that river and selling it across the, right? That thing had more splashes that second day than it had seen in years. But it wasn't in the water, was It, it never is. But it was in the simple obedience. Don't dismiss the power of simple obedience. Here's what I want you to take home with you today. You, like this young woman, may be in a difficult circumstance or situation. But you have a message for other people. You have a message that can change the direction of someone's life. You can tell someone where they can find the power of God. and God can use you just like he used her to make a huge difference. We don't even know her, her name. But she was used to make a huge impact in the lives of other people. And like Naaman. We've got to get our pride out of the way. And simply like the old song says. Trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. See, the story you're telling about the power of God is that Jesus Christ, the story of the death, burial, and resurrection can change whatever has impacted your life. The brokenness that you have, the disease that you have, of sin, whatever has hurt you, Jesus Christ has the answer for it. And simply says, trust in nobody. Just like those in Acts 2 when they heard the story of Jesus and their hearts were pricked. And they said, what do we do? And Peter said, look, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. You'll receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. That's all. It's simple. Repent and be baptized. Just go to the river. Go to the water. There was live stream before we ever started live stream, right? Oh, it's not about the water, but it's about your simple obedience to the command of God. It's an act of grace. It's a response to God's grace. It's an experience of God's grace to reenact the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And just like that simple obedience of a man who had to lay down his pride, that's what God calls us to do. Lay down our pride, lay down our sinfulness, repent, be baptized in Christ, and start off brand new, cleansed and made whole all over again. That's a great way to start this day. Simple obedience. And then, Naaman, oh, was he ever grateful. Man, because when you... If look, he went just to get physically healed, but he found the God of Israel. I don't know what ever brought you into the church building. I don't know what ever brought you into the sound of the God. It may be a lot of needs that you came with, uh, uh, all kinds of situations. I, I don't care what got you here. But when you leave, leave because you've been cleansed of your sin. You found the true God of Israel. And leave with a gratefulness on your heart. Now, Naaman went back and he said, Look, I got money. I've got clothes. I've got all these things. I'll leave you. But Elisha didn't want any of that. Naaman already even figured out, as a matter of fact, he's going to have a conflict in his life with the foreign gods his king served. Elisha just said, Go in peace. Go in peace. You can leave today with 100% confidence that you're right with God. Trust and obey. The simple things are always the hardest to practice though, aren't they? Really. So many times theologians and, 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 and people that are studying the words, so many times they lose their way, they get caught up into the complicated They make Christianity more difficult than what it is. The story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is a very simple story. And to respond to it is a very simple explanation. To repent, change your heart, be baptized, and start life brand new. It's very simple. It's not difficult to understand. It really isn't. It's just sometimes hard to practice the simple. Things that make a difference in your life. Remember the old song, Take Time to Be Holy? Speak off with our Lord, spend much time in secret, feed on His Word, make friends with God's children. The simple things, reading our Bible every day, praying to God every day, being with brothers and sisters consistently. Those simple things, if you'll practice them, they'll be a blessing in your life, I promise you. It's very simple, it's just sometimes difficult for us to obey. Just do this week the simple things you know that God wants you to do. Nothing great. No kind of huge event. No kind of, no kind of uh, voice from heaven. No kind of great explanation. Just the simple things that God has asked us to do. Do the simple. You can do that right now today. Simply lay down your heart. In your life. If you need to be baptized in Christ, that's why we have an invitation. We've already seen one today. What a great way to end the service. If you just need to get back on target, serving God, do the simple things. And respond to God. If you have a need, come while well, together we stand in.